In the Gospel of John chapter one, we see that John the Baptist found himself surrounded by confusing times. John the Baptist is about 31 years old and, and, he's, and he's standing here near the Jordan River and he's struggling. He's seeing a world around him that is so excited because the Messiah had come almost 30 years before. And John the Baptist is about 31. And he knows there's been this news for 30 years the Messiah has been born, but you look around and John noticed nothing was different. Israel was still a struggling nation, poverty, oppression, suffering. And John wondered when. And John lived his life in the wilderness. You know, when I was standing in Jerusalem a year ago and we walked out of Jerusalem, the wilderness isn't like what we think with pine trees and stuff. The wilderness is a desert. And you hit it just a few feet out of Jerusalem. It just turns to scrabble. And John's out there near the Jordan River wondering, when is the Messiah going to step forward? This is his cousin, right? It's like, but it's been 30 years, Lord. When, when is this going to start? And God had given John the Baptist a big mission. John had a single purpose in all his life, and he was waiting, and he was, he was waiting because his job, his mission was to prepare the way for the Messiah. John's mission was a bridge from the old covenant to the new. In some ways, John is kind of a bridge between the Old Testament and the new. And his mission, his mission was to prepare, and this is how he did it. He walked around the wilderness and he cried out to anybody, listen, repent, which means turn. He says, turn towards God. Now is the time because he's coming. He's coming. He knows he's coming. He's like, he's telling everybody, hey, now's the time, turn. Turn towards him. Prepare your hearts. Prepare the way, because Jesus is coming. The Messiah is coming. And John had a talent, and one thing that he did was he baptized. And this was a baptism of repentance for anybody that said, yeah, I, I need to turn because that time is now. John says, let's baptize you in repentance. Let's put you in the water. Let's rise up new, cleansed, and committed to God and so that's how John was preparing everybody for the arrival of the Messiah and all the time he's shouting out there hey repent turn to God prepare yourselves he's going to be here soon he's telling everybody you don't want to miss this and one day as we pick up the story in the gospel John chapter 1 he's at the baptism He's baptizing, kind of doing his routine, waiting for the appearance of the Messiah. He's down by the Jordan River, out in the wilderness, and all the religious leaders are like going, who's this guy? And so they sent a delegation out to talk to him. It's like, why is he baptizing? Who is he? And so they sent a group of people out to see him and kind of interrogate him, and they said, who are you? And John, knowing what they're thinking, says, I'm not the Messiah. It's the first thing he says. I'm not the one that you're hearing about. And they said, well, are you Elijah, risen from the dead? And he's like, nope, not him either. And they said, well, are you the prophet? And he's like, no. He says, my job is to prepare everybody for the Messiah who's going to be here any moment. And he looked at him and says, and you don't want to miss him. 
nor do we. Nor do we. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. We're hanging out the last day of the year together. Is this exciting? <laughs> Welcome to all those online. For our guests here today, my name is Brian. I'm our lead pastor. We're going to go deeper in the story of John the Baptist, but he's not going to be the one we're going to focus on. But he helps paint the picture. So we're glad you're all here. Welcome to our guests while you're here today. We would love you fill out this Connect card. We would love to know who you are. We would love to just connect with you and say, hey, were you just visiting today? Were you with family? Were you here to stay? You're looking for a home? We would love to connect with you. If you drop in, just drop a name and an email address on here and you can leave it in a box here or go out to our Welcome Center, we would love to engage with you. Uh, on the back here to our guests too is an outline of what we're gonna go into as we go deeper into John chapter one today. So feel free to follow along, fill in the blank, blanks. It kind of gives us an outline of everything that we're saying there. Um, we are finishing up. This is our last Sunday together in 2023. Who says hallelujah? hallelujah. Yeah, some people are going, what well, was like in 2023 compared to 2020 and 2021? But we're ready to move into a new year. But I want to stay in Advent one more week. And so we've been in this series called Gift Wrap. And we've been talking about for five weeks as we approach Christmas, the best gift we ever got was wrapped in flesh in Jesus and we went through his names and titles as we went along this journey to show why Jesus was fully God and fully man, why this matters to us. Why does Christmas really matter? And so we talked about gift-wrapped, let's see, we started with gift-wrapped word, and then we went to gift-wrapped king, and then we went to gift-wrapped messiah, and then we went to gift-wrapped on, uh, let's see, did I catch them all? Gift-wrapped word, king, messiah, light. And then on Christmas Eve, we had gift-wrapped Emmanuel where our kids preached. Did they do a beautiful job? Isn't that better than any sermon on Sunday is just tell the story through kids? And they did an amazing job. And then today we want to spend one more week in Advent. And you're like, well, Brian, Advent's over. Advent has two parts. Advent is the anticipation of Jesus' birth. That's the first part. What's the second part? He's coming back. Advent is also us anticipating Jesus is coming back. And we want to talk about that today. So today we're going to talk about one more title given to Jesus, gift-wrapped lamb. Gift-wrapped lamb. Really important thing to talk about today. So let's jump into that. Gospel of John chapter 1. We'll put it up here starting in verse 29. This happens immediately after John the Baptist is kind of interrogated about who he is. The very next day, it says the very next day, he, John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose, I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. So I don't know how exciting this is to you, but for John, his whole ministry come to fruition on this day. Here's a day where he sees Jesus walking through the crowd, the Messiah, and he's like, behold, the Lamb of God. He's here. Like, his ministry is at peak at this moment. And to us, it looks like, behold, the Lamb of God. Yeah, big, exciting thing, but for the, every Jewish here around him, the Lamb of God, to call him the Lamb of God would have awakened them in a way, shocked them in a way. To every Jewish listener, they automatically knew what lamb meant. 
A lamb is a young sheep, less than three years old, and it only had one purpose, and that was its blood to sacrifice. And so to shout, behold, the Lamb of God, would have rung in their ears in a very special way. It would recall every time they celebrate the Passover and every time they remember the blood of the Lamb painted around the doorpost so God's spirit, uh, the spirit of death, would pass over their house and save them from judgment. They share that story every year. Every year they travel, these families travel, Jewish families travel to the temple to sacrifice a lamb to pay for the price. That blood would pay for the price of their sins of the individual and their families. Every day in the temple in Jerusalem, they would sacrifice a lamb for the nation. So when you say blood of lamb, they are hearing a lamb of sacrifice. And they knew that this blood covered the guilt and the shame of their past and made them right with God again. So John, when he says, behold the Lamb of God, it rocked everybody around him to call him that. But then he says something interesting. Uh, by the way, he's the guy that's before me. He ranks before me. He's saying he is God. He's always existed. He's announcing his deity to everybody there. He, he's not only before me, he's always been this guy who's moving through the crowd. Here's our first sermon note together. Jesus was born a spotless lamb. And so we go back to Christmas Day. Jesus was born. He didn't just become the spotless lamb that day. He was born the spotless lamb on that first Christmas Day. And we say Jesus is the spotless lamb. That means he is without blemish, he is without sin. And here we are 30 years later standing at the Jordan and he appears in the crowd and John says, behold the lamb of God. He is still the spotless, sinless, innocent lamb of God. I'm wondering how I'm gonna make it through lunch without sinning. <laughs> and here's 30 years of life. Still spotless, still without sin, still innocent, a perfect sacrifice. And I think sometimes as we get in scripture and we hang out here 2,000 years ago, we think that's 2,000 years. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lamb of God is for us. We can still yell to this roof, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and it's for us. We're part of this story. We're always part of this story. This is our ancestry this is life moving forward. And if we go to Isaiah 53, this is, this is a, going backwards a little bit. Why is this important to us to talk about the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? So start here at verse six in Isaiah 53. It says, all we, so let's join in the language here. This is us too. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned. Who? Everyone. We've all turned our own way and the Lord has laid on him Jesus the iniquity of us all Jesus was oppressed he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent so he opened not his mouth 
Isaiah's writing this five centuries before Jesus walked on the earth, saying when the Messiah comes, he will be a lamb. And Isaiah's saying his central mission, when, and if you ever go to a trivia question, what was Jesus' central mission on earth? It was to be a lamb, to be led to the slaughter. That is his central mission. That is why he came. And Jesus was, as we watched shortly after this time with John there in the desert. Three years later, he's led to a cross and he's slaughtered. He completes his mission and he's in silence before those who take his life. So let's go back to what John shouted. It's your second sermon note. Behold the Lamb who removes all sin. So what John said was, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the what? The world. That's a shocking statement too to a chosen people who are hearing it. Behold the Lamb of God, behold Jesus. Behold is a, is a neat word, it's a command. It means, in the original language, it means look, it means see, but it's much deeper than that. It means grab onto. Look, see, don't let you, don't miss this. Look, see, and grab onto it. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That means not just, Jesus does not just remove Israel's sin. He does not just remove a white person's sin or a black person's sin or brown or yellow or red. It's not just a young person's sin or an old person's sin. It's not a male or female's sin. It's everybody's sin. The world. And here's the interesting thing. It's not just the sin of the past. He also removes the sin of today and the sin of tomorrow the lambs that were sacrificed in the temple removed the past. The Lamb of God removes the sin of today and tomorrow too. And people wonder, why don't we have to have a blood sacrifice anymore? Because it was taken care of in one step through him on the cross. Behold God's lamb who removes our sin. Let's get back in the story. Our sin. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no sin, no guilt, no shame in this room that cannot be removed. This is so important. And can I tell you how important it is on the last day of an old year? If you want a New Year's resolution, here's one. Leave that sin back in 2023 because he can remove all sin. And I looked at this and thought, man, this is gonna be the shortest sermon ever. Let's just finish here and go home. This is good. I mean, I mean, it's heavy on us, but it's good, right? Yeah. But this is like half the story. Remember, Advent remembers and anticipates Jesus' arrival on that first Christmas day. It also remembers the spotless lamb who will come again. And so I want to focus on that part, the second part of Advent. Not only do we get excited about it, and you're like, well, Christmas is over, it's okay, because we're going to anticipate he's coming back. 
Jesus' role as Lamb of God, most people thought, or you might think, it finished on the cross. It started on the cross. And now we have to go to the book of Revelation to see why is this title so important? And what I love about the book of Revelation is this book is not an old history book. It's got some old history in it, but it's got this beautiful whole book called Revelation, which we're still waiting on to happen. And we're in this place in the middle. This is part of our life, our ancestry, and our journey. But in Revelation, now we're gonna shift from John the Baptist to a different John. This is John the Gospel writer, who's a very close friend of Jesus, very close and personal to him, and he's writing this. And John the Gospel writer is taken up into heaven in a vision by the Holy Spirit, and it's just showing him the throne of God in heaven and what is to come. And John stands there, John the gospel writer stands there at the throne of God in this vision and they pull out a scroll. And this scroll has seven seals. And in this scroll is the plan to remove sin and evil forever. To eliminate it. So that heaven can be restored on earth and everything go back the way that God had designed it. That's all in this scroll. And John's sitting there witnessing at the throne this happening. And they say, who can open this scroll? And they couldn't find anybody to open the scroll. And if there's no way to open the scroll, then there's no way to enact the plan. And John's looking at this saying, open it, open it, because we need this. We need to get rid of all the pain and suffering and death in this world. Open this scroll. And they say, there's no way to open it. And John hits his knees, bawling, crying, Heartbroken because nobody can open the scroll. And an elder of heaven taps him on the shoulder and says this. And one of the elders said to John, he says, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, is conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, John saw what? A lamb standing as though it had been slain. John's standing here witness all this and, and the elder <laughs> taps on his shoulder and says, behold, John, behold. See this, look at this, grab onto it. There is one that can do it. There is the line of Judah, the root of David, the descriptions of Jesus. He can open a scroll because he conquered. And how did he conquer? He conquered through a cross. The perfect sacrifice. The perfect lamb. And John says, at that moment I looked, and I looked over there, and there Jesus was standing, and he, he saw not the root of David. He saw not the line of Judah. He saw a lamb that appeared to be slain Slaughtered. I know that's a powerful word. But the Jesus he's looking at is slaughtered. And we're talking about the unblemished Lamb of God, right? Who now is blemished. Let's look at our third sermon note together. The blemish on the Lamb was ours, it wasn't his. The slaughter, the blood, the look, the slain, that blemish was ours. 
And if you take out your pen and you circle one word that's so important in this note, circle the word was. Because Jesus takes that sin off of us. He wears it. He became sin. He who had no sin became sin for us. I think this is so important we see this that the lamb is still at work every day and the point here is not to send us home feeling bad the point here is to make us so thankful about the grace of God through Jesus the point here is to make us so joyful because anything we do today won't separate us from the love of God because of the slain lamb It is hard to look upon him and see that that's mine. But we need to be thankful and joyful that that is the love of God. And I think when we look upon the slain lamb, if we think about our sin issues and our struggles, for those of us who are sometimes too comfortable in Christ that we don't change our sin life, to look upon the slain lamb who's carrying it every day. And that changes our viewpoint. And I think this is one way to remember Jesus is like I'm still carrying this for you every day. And my love for you is unconditional. And that should be motivation that I don't want to do that anymore. To the Savior I love, to the God I love, the sin that damages my relationship with him and my sin that damages my relationship with everybody else. And I think every day he's still carrying that. It should be a stronger motivation for us to be more holy, to be more like him. And I think instead of feeling bad about this, we should break out in song. Because heaven did. Let's go back to Revelation 5, verse 9. And so they sang a new song. Saying, worthy are you, Jesus, to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood... You ransomed, you paid a price for people, for God from every tribe, every language, and people, and nation. And then you flipped it, and you've made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. The heavens broke out in a song and said, worthy are you, Jesus, you can open the scroll, you can end all evil, you can end all sin, You can restore heaven and earth together to where we are a new kingdom. We are actually priests in this kingdom. You paid a price for all, every tribe, tongue, and nation. And when you make us, we're this new kingdom now, this new kingdom we were talking about this a couple weeks ago is in our hearts now. The new kingdom of God is here partially in Jesus when he comes back, it'll be here fully. And on that day, there'll be no more pain, suffering, death, nothing. And he makes us into a complete kingdom and he calls us priests, which mean that we're the ones who are now close to God and we carry the message of Jesus wherever we go and it's our turn to shout, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We get John's mission. That's the church's job. 
is everywhere we go, and it's quite a wilderness out there, to say, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Grab on, take a look, don't miss this. In our last sermon note, just kind of like a symbol crash, behold the Lamb who will remove all evil. When Jesus comes back, when the Lamb of God comes back, he removes evil, so it removes sin, restores heaven and earth. Can you, with me, imagine a day like this? You can read about it in Revelation 21. There'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. We've experienced three deaths this week as a church. No more suffering, no more tears. Not only will there be no evil and no sin and the pain and suffering comes from that, God, the Son, and the Spirit will be with us, one family, together. I can't even begin to imagine what that's like to walk down the street in the presence of God fully and the Son and the Spirit. So there's our command today. Behold, come, look, see, grab on to this. It's a great time to do it, last day of the year. I want to remind you there's nobody in this room that's too far from the reach of the blood of the Lamb. Nobody. So don't carry that into 2023 or 2024. And not only that, but when the script flips that we are a priesthood of believers, we now are the intercessors of God to the world. We have John's mission. We have Christ's mission to share with everybody we see in the wilderness. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We have a mission here, and there's nobody, not only is there not anybody too far from the blood of the Lamb and any other sin, there's nobody that God can reach through us. Nobody, he cannot reach through us around the world with this story and this mission and this hope and this gospel. On Christmas Day, I got a message. And it was from Pastor Lawrence in northern Kenya amongst the Samburu, where we've had a partnership. We sent a missionary family there years and years ago, over a decade ago, established the first church amongst a people group called the Samburu who are less than 1% Christian. And all over the decade that's passed, and, and today we still are partnered with Pastor Lawrence and Pastor Timothy and the whole group. We support the Bible Training Center here, which trains all the pastors which go out and plant the churches. And today they tell me that they, are, they've, plant, they've, they have raised over, over 60-some pastors through this Bible Training Center who have planted now close to 80 churches. It's good. And I told you that before. I know I just, the number keeps getting bigger, but it's just, it's just faithfulness to them. But Lawrence, Pastor Lawrence sent me a picture. We know for the last several months they've been reaching a village called Entepes, N-T-E-P-E-S, Entepes. It's about 32 kilometers from the original church plant that started all this. And they've been going there and going there, and they went there. And, and here's a picture of them in Entepes. He sent me this on Christmas Day. Brian, we just did this right before Christmas. And, and sometimes a village of Entepes is really a mountain. Everybody that lives on that mountain is the village, right? And they come here. So here they are gathering that day, sharing. They've been sharing the gospel there for, for months. 
But there's something else that we did is, is that we sacrificed here and, and we spent over $30,000. I, I hate to put a number of that, but it was a sacrifice to create a film called the Jesus Film. It's the gospel of Luke in their language, in the Samburu language. And God just put all those pieces together, orchestrated, and we said, yeah, we did it in one weekend. We raised those funds and, and they've been using it as a tool. Whenever they go to these villages, they show this film. It is the gospel of Luke. It is the story of Jesus. And so here's the second picture. Here they are showing that Samburu film in Entepe's that night. And Lawrence said, I'm happy to report to you 98 people committed their lives to Christ. <laughs> there is no sin too far from the reach of the blood of the Lamb, and there is no person too far as God works through the body of Christ. Amen? He's doing this through us and all around the world. And we love seeing news like this. And what we ask you today is simply the same thing that John asked. Repent. Just turn towards him. It, it's a daily commitment. Turn towards God. Prepare ourselves. Prepare ourselves. Because Jesus is coming back. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads in offering together. And let's give the best offering we have today to finish out an incredible year. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you how it reveals you, especially in Jesus. But we thank you for Jesus, the Lamb of God, whose blood takes away the sin of the world, not only in the past, but today and tomorrow. Thank you, Father, that you loved us so much that you sent your one and only Son. Father, our offering to you today after we listen to all this and after we celebrate all this, our offering you today is a response to give our best love back to you. And we show that through our action. We show that through our time. We show that through our gifting. We show that through our, our finances that reach all the way to Kenya and our prayers that reach all the way to Kenya and, and around the world to the people of this church. Because of Jesus, there is no sin that's too far from the blood and there is no people too far that you won't reach through us and you've shown that. And we praise you. So our offering today might be one of the best New Year's resolutions we ever made. Maybe the first offering today, Father, one of us, some of us online, some of us here today that need to offer is that sin we won't let go of that's been covered by the blood. And if there's somebody in here that's really struggling with letting go, can't find forgiveness, Father, have them come up after the service, have them write on their connect card, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to see the Lamb of God, His blood covering this. And we will show and walk with you to be set free from that. And leave that in that past calendar year. That's quite an offering to be set free. And maybe, maybe somebody here today is not taking that first step of baptism. <coughs> now we have a baptism that's in Christ and with the Spirit. It's the fullness of a new baptism where we go in the water and we, we leave our old self behind and come up. And we're going to be doing that in just a few weeks. We're going to be baptizing a number of people here. And maybe today's a day where a person says, I'm starting out this new year by making this commitment. I want to follow Jesus. I'm going to do that by getting in the water and leaving my old self behind. 
because the Lamb's blood covers me. And Father, this is a beautiful church where their time, their treasure, their talent, their prayers reach around the world. And let our offering be our best gifts to you in those areas. Because Father, you're doing things around this world here in Manhattan, in this state, and throughout the globe through this church. And we just want to say yes. We just want to be obedient. That is a heck of an offering that we'd like to give you because of everything you've given us through Christ. So Father, let us go and sing and finish out today like they did in the book of Revelation. Worthy is the Lamb. Behold the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Let your church rise. Let your priesthood of believers rise and change this world through the power of Christ. And all God's people said, Amen.